She's a fighter. She's a leader. She's a thinker. She's compassionate. She's strong. She's confident. She's all of that and, and much, much more. more. Welcome to Sira, a podcast focusing on women in the Arab world who have risen to success and are shaping the future of coming generations. In every episode of this series, I will introduce you to trailblazing women whose achievements have challenged the stereotype, disrupted the status quo, shattered through the glass ceiling, and begged one burning question. What is her story? Real, raw, and heart-to-heart, this is Sira. With us today is Aljoud Luta, our very first Sira guest. Aljoud is an award-winning, multidisciplinary artist and product designer from my hometown, Dubai. Aljoud and I went to school and university together, but ended up choosing wildly different career paths. And I won't tell you who's older, but it's not me. Aljoud, let's begin with your Sira. You had the privilege and honor of designing the official gift for His Holiness Pope Francis during his first visit to the UAE. For the peeps who are listening, can you describe the gift and was it the highlight of your career? Thank you so much, Amina, for having me. It's a, a true honor. Um, regarding the gift that was designed for Pope Francis, uh, it was such an unexpected uh project to take on as a product designer because I would uh, I was approached by the Ministry of Culture and uh, Knowledge Development and uh, it was such a tight timeline for production and design as well um, that I was so stressed about and I didn't really consider the Uh, scale of the project and the impact it would have later on. So basically what we designed is a very large Mandus box. Uh, Mandus is the traditional chest that was used in the past that uh, would hold a lot of uh, personal items or valuable possessions of any person. And uh, we redesigned it, reimagined it in a modern way to reflect our current times and reflect the uh, status of the gift itself. The Mandus box was made out of camel leather that was, uh, that was woven, and it included a big frame that included the or featured the title deed of the first church in Abu Dhabi. At first, as I mentioned, I wasn't really uh, considering the the magnitude of the gift itself, but um, because I was very stressed about the production and uh, delivery. And then when it was there and uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed was actually presenting the gift, it just hit me that this is such a great project. And alhamdulillah, it's been uh, very well since then. How do, how do you feel about it? Very proud. I'm very proud. And uh, were there many people within uh, Al Jut Luta studio who have participated in making it uh, and bringing it to life? Uh, so basically, the studio has a team of uh, five, and uh, we, we have product designers as well as uh, graphic designers. And of course, uh, Salem, our director of business development and marketing. Uh, it's funny because Salem is the only man we have in the team. We're all ladies. It's a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were all participating one way or another. Since Salem is the director of business development and marketing, he worked a lot on developing the concept of the gift itself and marketing it as well, uh, while the other team members worked on execution, uh, final touches, and delivery. And I also see around the UAE, and, and even when I've uh, traveled, which uh, I do quite a lot, is um, you've done things for the Mandarin Oriental yes. Expo, Ittihad, 
Um, how do all these projects come about? Do they land to you or do you pitch? Most of the time they do uh, come to us. Uh, they approach us and request that we design something, either a commission or to acquire a piece from the current uh, collection. Uh Usually they approach us with very tight deadlines and uh, sometimes it's really hard to accommodate, but we try our best to to work within the time frame that is given uh, to us. And uh, it's basically every client is different with their requirements and that's the exciting part of it. Uh, the Mandarin was such a, a very interesting project because it was the official fan for the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Dubai. And every city has its own fan. Uh, again, being able to design something that's a stable for Dubai, for a hotel that would last uh, forever, inshallah, and be applied on their branding, their uh, interiors and uh, elements from basically as simple as the hotel keys or room keys. Uh, it was such a great project and uh, it was an honor as well to be uh, part of the Mandarin story in Dubai. That's amazing. I've been to the hotel just once. Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay. But I promise the, to see it. It's at the lobby. <laughs> I promise to see it soon. Okay. And I've I've known you for almost now 20 years. One of the things that, that I know about you that you're a perfectionist and super creative. That's true. Uh, and minimalistic in terms of your design. That's true. How do you get your inspiration? So basically my approach is very material driven. I think about, of course, the functionality of the piece and then try to uh, find a story. Um, mainly my inspiration is from our culture or Emirati heritage and elements from that, um, from our surroundings. And I try to focus on how to uh, execute the designs and tell stories through them in a modern way. Um, we are surrounded by a lot of uh, design that is not representing us as Emiratis. And we want to bring that back and make sure that everyone knows in terms of uh, international scene or uh, regional scene that what Emiratis are capable of doing in terms of design. I, I see a lot in terms of your, your designs, even now with your rings. Yeah. Uh, I can see, I think these are your designs. It's an Emirati map, yes. right, of, of the UAE. So yeah. how do you come up even with these designs when it comes to jewelry as well? We try to come up with uh, design stories, as I mentioned, and uh, this ring in specific was a collaboration with one of the jewelers in Dubai. So it was for a national day and they, they requested a flag to be used. And I was like, flag was يعني, it's an overdone element and we wanted to create something that's quite different. So we focused on the cities, the coastal cities uh, of the Emirates and worked on the form in a very minimal way with seven diamonds to locate each city. It's very nice. I'd like to have seven, please. Inshallah. <laughs> um, you, you, you talk so much about culture. Yes. You talk about our culture and, and the UAE, and that's very much embedded in terms of your design, but also your personality. Um, and I see that also in terms of the abaya and the way you carry yourself. Um, tell us more about your upbringing. I grew up in a family that's open-minded, to be honest. And uh, although we're not restricted in terms of how to wear our abaya and shalas, and I feel like this was a personal choice at the end, uh, my parents were very open-minded. My father uh, was working as an ambassador in several countries, and my mom worked hard on uh, raising us while he was away. Probably this was the most um, inspiring aspect, seeing my mom 
being able to to raise uh, seven children and make sure that they're well educated, well represented. I think this added a lot to us when we were kids and uh, opened our minds or eyes to be the people who we are at the at the moment. Is there anything in particular during your childhood that uh, made you pursue design? I come from an artistic family. As I said, my father, uh, he was an ambassador, but he took photos as a hobby. And my aunt is also a, a famous artist. My sister took art as a, as a career as well for a short while. Um, we were not pressured, honestly, growing up to work or any pursue any career in specific. Uh, it was a personal choice. I actually had a quite interesting incident when I first joined the university. I was like, uh, let me think of software engineering. Oh, uh, wow. Yes, exactly. For I joined the I joined the software engineering program for a whole week and I used to go back home crying every day. Uh, I couldn't understand the thing and didn't feel like this was something that I can relate to. So uh, after the seven days, I was like, this is it. I have to change uh, careers or think about another major to work on or to study. And uh, I joined the Applied Media Studies and Higher Colleges of Technology. Uh, I found myself in graphic design and uh, worked in graphic design for a while, um, but then had a change of heart and worked in product <laughs> design. <laughs> I think it's all, it complements each other at the end exactly. of the day. Um, there are any highlights in terms of your career that you're proud of? There are a few projects that we're very happy and proud of, and we feel grateful that we have these opportunities to work on. Uh, one of them would be the Dubai Airports project, uh, where we designed a dome for Terminal A21, along with certain screens, and it was Emirati-inspired. The whole concept was to get Emirati design into common areas of the airport, uh, like the seating areas, uh, because the usual seating areas that are in terminals are very rigid, very uncomfortable, and people wait for a long time when they don't have access to lounges. So the whole concept was to create a comfortable space that is well designed. And our dome was uh, used in that uh, area, as well as uh, the screens to tell a story. Um, and you are a board member in the Dubai Women's Establishment. Um, what have uh, the Women's Establishment uh, accomplished recently during your time as a board member there uh, for Emirati women or for the society? There are a lot of initiatives through the Dubai Women's Establishment uh, that support and empower women. They have a very big initiative where they uh, focus on increasing the number of Emirati women in the board, uh, boards, uh, for them to be board members and government and non-government uh, entities. Uh, there are a lot of initiatives re re revolving around uh, forums or working on uh, initiatives such as the latest which was launched was the network for Emirati artists and designers where they would give them a platform to uh, connect them with uh, people from the community or people from the uh, public and uh, private sectors for them to enhance their work. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, support happening. There's a lot of initiatives happening and we're trying our best to play a big role in that and helping them out. So talking about Emirati women and 
the culture. Um, I've been looking at your Instagram, uh, not that I'm stalking, but <laughs> part of doing research. And I've noticed uh, just over the recent years, you've started posting your picture. Before yes. that, it wasn't. Um, tell us why. What changed? I think my mindset, to be honest. Frankly speaking, um, I didn't realize at first when I started uh, my business that uh, people want to know who's behind it. I thought the product would talk for itself. Alhamdulillah, we've succeeded in making the product talk for itself when people say, oh, this looks like something you've designed and that turns out to be correct or true. Um, at a later stage, we got a lot of, I get, I get a lot of requests to, to be uh, featured in magazines or uh, video interviews and uh, basically in publications. Uh, I started posting that and then I realized people want to know who's the person behind the brand. Um, and I feel this uh, probably inspires other women to do the same. And I hope that my uh, path that I'm paving would also inspire other people to take the same steps. It's good because you look good and you, you look actually <laughs> like I saw you the last, which I think it was 15 years ago. So Thank you. Good. That's such a good compliment. Thank you so much. And I also want to know, what is the difference or there are more differences or similarities between Al Jud Luta as a person and Al Jud Luta as a brand? Okay. Um, it's very hard to, to separate both. At the end, the brand is a big part of who I am. Um, I feel like it, it's taking a lot of my time and uh, I've, I've been trying to put a lot of my personality in it, uh, reflecting what I think is good design and the projects that we work on, reflect, reflecting on my own thoughts and uh, trying to represent them in the designs and design them in a modern way. Um, it's hard to separate it, to be honest. It's Okay, how would your team describe you? Uh, strict. <laughs> I'm very strict. I'm very strict. I'm very, I'm very picky. As you mentioned, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, Too picky, I know. Yeah, so it's really hard for them, but I think they got a hang off uh, of the process or by now they do know um, what would be a good design element for them to work on or trying to, to yani, stay in line with the actual uh, style that we had uh, built for the brand. Your personal challenges and professional challenges? Uh, personal challenges would be trying to balance uh, social life, which I don't have at the moment, with work life. I don't have it at, at the moment. It, fe it feels like um, I wake up, go to work, come back, work uh, some more, and then just go to bed and wake up in the morning to, do, to repeat the same. Uh, professional challenges, we always face the same thing, which would be finding good manufacturers and working with clients with, uh, within their budgets. Um, it's quite hard to give good quality items or products at the end with a very low cost. And a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, think that design is uh, something that can be priced at a very low cost. So that's a main challenge, finding good suppliers with high quality but reasonable prices. No, I'm sure that's easy for you, but I want to go back <laughs> to being a workaholic. Yes. And I quote you. Yes. Uh, do you feel being a workaholic or dedicating most of um, your time to um, your projects and your work that you've made uh, sacrifices? I don't believe so. I don't. I haven't made any sacrifices in that sense. It's just a matter of uh, 
probably the mainly thing, main thing that is being affected by this is uh, not spending a lot of time with family. Uh, I sometimes have to work on Fridays or Saturdays, so uh, my family just... Uh, they're not very happy about that. Let me just say that. <laughs> Are you happy? Do you do you have I'm enough time? Happy. What do you do for pleasure? Um, I do go to the gym and I work out. I used to go horse riding, and uh, honestly, when when it's your own business, you do find pleasure in doing the work that you do. Whenever I accomplish something or work on just checking off a simple task from my to do list, it gives me great satis- satisfaction. So. So is there any pressure from uh, your mom and dad to get married? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we come from a very open-minded family. Um, I'm not sure how to say this in English, but it's nasib, you know. It's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fate at the end uh, of Yeah, the exactly. Um, what would your advice to be for girls, you know, I Shema, my daughter is 14 year old and she'll probably be listening to this. If you were her age, yes. what would you give advice for a 14 year old girl? Um, I would definitely ask them to be more confident and more outspoken, to speak up their minds and share their knowledge, even though they're at a very young age, but they do have thoughts and they do have opinions. And it's really very good to, to hear them because no matter what age a person is, they always have several valid points and very good opinions. You've also been the first Emirati designer to have uh, her work acquired by International Gallery in the National Gallery of uh, Victorian Australia. Yes. Uh, you've also been featured and your work has been featured in Beijing, Milan, London, um, you know, just to name a few countries in, in global art uh, exhibitions. Um, is, is that something you feel your, your family, your mom... Um, they're proud of, do they go with you and visit these exhibitions when your work has been featured? I think they are proud. Uh, sometimes they don't express it, but you can see or you can sense it. I think it's genetic. I think so. <laughs> and um, it's an honor, to be honest, uh, to be able to... Uh, to showcase internationally. And I have to uh, mention that every single participation that we had internationally was uh, due to an opportunity that was given from uh, either Dubai Culture or the Ministry of uh, Culture and Knowledge Development or Tashkil, for example. And it's uh, without these platforms, we wouldn't have been able to participate. So I'm very grateful for that. And um, I appreciate their support and that manner. And how did you, uh, a- how were you able to find your niche as, as an Emirati artist? Because there are quite a lot of upcoming Emirati artists um, in the UAE. It's quite hard, to be honest, to find a niche. And at first I struggled um, to know what style should I go with or what would people like. And then I started thinking I shouldn't focus on what people would like. I should focus more on what I think would work and what I personally believe it reflects me as a person, first of all, and as a designer. So it took a lot of practice, a lot of trial and error. Uh, There was a common, uh, let's say, um, characteristic from the beginning up until now that all my work is very minimal, all my work is very clean and some people commented that it always has straight lines, so that's quite interesting to know. Um, that's you do like a lot of shapes, but you like geometry. triangle. Yeah, I don't see you use circles, though. At all. Why? 
I think it's a personal, something related to personality, I, I think so. Uh, there was one lady who told me that uh, because my personality is very sharp, I tend to use sharp edges, which I believe is quite true. And I don't like circles or very organic shapes. But we're trying to work with an of course, when we get, do get briefs, we try to work what, with what the client uh, requires. So if they require circles, we would work with circles and add <laughs> more geometric shapes to it. So That's a good observation yeah. from, from <laughs> the woman who shared that with you. Aljud, share with us personally and professionally that the people said about your work that you kind of liked, was stuck in your mind, or didn't necessarily like or agree within your designs I do uh, feel like um, I'm quite flexible and I do take people's uh, feedback very seriously. We do a lot of brainstorming at the studio with the team members and um, we try to analyze the work. And some people from the team don't necessarily um, agree with my design aesthetic or agree with what I think would be good for that for that specific project. So they would try to implement something different. And I would tell them, OK, show me if this is better. So um, I'm open minded in that term. I don't honestly remember any criticism that stick that stuck with me, um, to be honest. But I do remember... Uh, Something my father said, and, and this resonates very well, that was something he said back in, I think, 1998 or 99. Um, he said, rules can be bent, but not broken. So this is something I am applying with everything uh, I do with work. I don't break the rules, I just bend them. Good to know. Who inspires you? Not a person, but uh, as I previously mentioned, I'm inspired by our Emirati culture and history, the stories that we read or hear about uh, from our grandmothers or um, about our ancestors, how they lived. This is very inspiring to me. I think more stories like that should be shared. If you know a Shiro today, who is that? who would that be? I think Sheikha Maryam bin Mohammed bin Zayed. Honestly, what she's doing is amazing in terms of uh, the advancement in different uh, sectors in the art field, in the design field, and, and, and empowerment. Uh, she's doing amazing, mashallah. Aljud, this is probably a very difficult question, but who's your favorite designer? It is indeed a very hard question to answer. Um, I'm very fond of the design aesthetics of Patricia Urquiola. She's a female designer who did massive projects, mashallah, internationally, and she's very well uh, acknowledged for her achievements. Um, that was the only time I did fangirl on someone when I met her in Milan Design Week. Yay, awesome. Uh, yeah, that was the only time. <laughs> But uh, she was very kind and very genuine, and uh, her personality reflects in her design. Your personality, when, when people see you, Aljud, you're approachable, kind of disciplined. Um, and and you, you've mentioned this, is you've got a sharp personality. Uh, does, does that kind of have restrictions uh, to you or the people working with you or clients? Tell us more about your personality. Um, what you said is all correct. I'm very. Thank you. I do my homework. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very focused, to be honest, and I'm very picky. Um, I'm very sharp, 
And I think this is a positive thing. I don't believe that this is a negative thing or a restricting thing. I do think that when a person is uh, sharp or knows what they want at the end, it uh, helps them reach to their goals or ambitions uh, much faster. Um, it helped me immensely being this way in my line of work. Um, I'm not sure about the team if they're happy about this or not, but uh, I think it makes it easier for us to uh, keep track of time and uh, deadlines and submissions. Um, I don't think it's a negative thing, honestly. Do you have any self-doubts? Yeah, I do. Honestly, I do. Um Sometimes I think, why am I in this business or why am I doing this? Sometimes I do feel like uh, the administrative administrative work or being uh, a leader of a team takes more effort and time, um, especially, for example, if we do get uh, on interns from any university. I want to give them the best uh, experience. Uh, and uh, this makes this takes a lot of time from our schedule. So... Uh, makes me feel like, is this the right choice? Am I doing well enough? Is there something I need to change in terms of how to approach clients or how uh, to approach projects? So, What upsets you the most? In terms of uh, the business, I really get up- upset and frustrated when we are late with submissions. It's hard for a perfectionist to miss a deadline, obviously. But do you keep realistic deadlines for yourself or unrealistic deadlines? It depends on the client, honestly. We do have clients with unrealistic deadlines that we have to accommodate. Uh, we do work around the clock to to achieve. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to know who they are. But is there a difference <laughs> between you as an artist and a designer? I'm not an artist, to be honest. I don't call myself as, as an, any, an artist. Uh I am a designer. I started as a graphic designer at first and worked in graphic design for a while. And then I worked in a governmental uh, entity as a social media, um, as a head of social media. Uh, and then I th- I had a change of heart in 2012 where I enrolled in a program uh, that was focused on product design. And that's when I thought, this is it. I want to continue with product design. Um That's basically it. Your brand name and your name is Al-Jud. Yes. But what are you known for with your families and friends? Is it still judo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm happy you still remember that. Of course. Uh, for the people who are listening that don't necessarily um, speak Arabic, what does the name Al-Jud mean? It means generosity. Jude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank and, you, Amina. Uh, really appreciate it. It's been an honor to be a part of the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more stories, inshallah, from other Emirati women. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Sira on your favorite podcast app and follow us on thenational.ae. Please do leave a review to let us know what you think. This podcast was produced by Aisha Khan and Arthur Edison. I'm Amina Tahar, and thank you for listening.